All right, everybody, and welcome back to the Steel City Blitz Steelers podcast presented by 26shirts.com slash Pittsburgh. And I have to apologize for the week-long hiatus. I'm totally sorry. Completely my fault. Uh, got a nasty chest cold. Completely lost my voice. I, uh, uh, I, I have no explanation. I, I literally didn't have any voice for about three straight days. And then the voice I had for a couple of days, either side of those three days, was was something um, similar to perhaps like uh, Christian Bale doing Batman, but on three packs of menthol cigarettes. Yeah. Um, so this, it, this is what happens when you drink yeah. too many icy light mangoes <laughs> and scream and scream nonstop for four hours at the TV. You lose your voice for a week. I yeah, and and I have been so uh, uh, inundated with the. The uh, just just the Iron City Mango uh, Beer uh, Slams. I, now I want to try one. I mean, that's where oh. I'm at. I, I actually want to try one just to see how bad I'm actually being slammed here. And, well, and li- when you listen. and your sorority sisters get around to tasting it, <laughs> let me know how it is. Oh man, I'm telling you, it uh, it. it it is no fun uh, not having a voice. Uh, of course, my family was fine with it, but, you know, what are you going to do? Um, you don't really want to hear too. that. What's that? Your students probably were, too. Oh, that was fun. I, I actually used, um, I kind of used Google Voice a little bit. It was very interesting to get through a day uh, teaching with, with very little voice. Um, I, I, I may have stumbled onto some new things. I, I don't know. You know, you got to be... You gotta be uh, like they said in the old Clint Eastwood Heartbreak Ridge. You gotta adapt. You gotta overcome. You know, like the Marines, and and that's what I did there. But uh, unfortunately, that doesn't work for a podcast. But the people are not here to listen to me talk about my problems uh, because they want to hear about the Pittsburgh Steelers' problems uh, at one and four. Um, I, Ben, uh, welcome along by the way, uh, but, <laughs> <laughs> do, do, do the Steelers have a chance of winning the AFC North? I, I mean, this is a bad division. Do they have a chance still? Uh, I mean, mathematically, sure. Um, do they have a realistic chance? I don't think so. Um, I think, uh, right now it's Baltimore's to lose. Uh, Cleveland mm-hmm. seems to be up and down. I don't think that Baltimore is a quality team this year. No, um, I really don't, but I don't think they suck. I think they can win nine games, and I don't see the Steelers winning seven of the next 11. Do you? Um, uh, you know, that would take them to eight and eight. You know, right. that would put them within striking distance. I don't even see them getting there. Um, I I really think that this is going to be in his – how long has Tom been the coach? Uh, what is that? Uh, 2007, 13 years. This will be the first time in either Ben's or Tomlin's career that the mm-hmm. team has had a losing season. And I'm pretty sure this is going to be the year. So, uh, you know, it kind of it is. It's a rebuilding year, man. I said that right after the Seattle game. And it people is. were like, oh, no, it's not. Yeah, it is. And unfortunately – it sucks because the defense is kind of rising to the occasion right now. Mm-hmm. The offense is not. Well, and, and we're going to break all that down. And I, I agree with you. I, I think, you know, it, it's going to take a couple of significant upsets 
and you're going to have to beat everybody you're expected to beat in order to get to nine and seven, quite frankly, which is probably what's going to win the division. Um, and I, I just don't see it that that's not a knock necessarily on, on anybody. Um, but uh, you know, again, you, you, you mentioned the offense just isn't getting enough done, especially for when it follows turnovers, the defense is playing pretty darn well, but we'll get into all that as we go. Um, Let's kind of talk a little bit about the injury updates. Uh, you know what, Ben? Let me first get your reaction because I mean, obviously, it was it was pretty stunning when we all saw it. Um, did, did you did you realize like I did that that uh, uh, Mason Rudolph was was out cold when he was laying there on the ground? Oh, I knew he was out cold before he hit the ground. Yeah, absolutely. He, um, he went limp as he was in the air, and it was like, yeah. oh, that's not good. Yeah. And it was just like, yeah, he's not coming back in. And people kept going, you know, people at the fan club where I watched the games. Right. Going, right. Well, he could come back. No, he's not coming back. <laughs> he was no. asleep. He was asleep. And if you get knocked out on the field, even if you pass every test they have and you mm-hmm. you meet all their baselines, you're not coming back. You, you were out cold. They're not bringing you back into the game. Not in today's NFL. Right. You know. 40 years ago? Yeah, they probably would have brought him back. <laughs> oh, probably would have had him playing defense, too. Yeah, not today. No, that just that just isn't today's NFL. And, you know, better safe than sorry. It's Absolutely. fine. I, I thought it was a really egregious hit and that Thomas should have yeah. – should have been ejected. Uh, I, I'm waiting to to hear something on that this week. Uh, he better at least get a whopper of a fine. That was ridiculous, and he's got history this season. I mean, they, they didn't they didn't suspend him when he choked OBJ. Okay, and and this yeah. is another you know. <laughs> well, that was Humphrey, wasn't it? Was it Humphrey? Yeah, it was Humphrey. Yeah, I'm sorry, yeah. you're right. It yeah. was Humphrey. Yeah. That was Humphrey. Yeah. Okay, so. Um, I, I'm mistaken, uh, but well, you know Mason's falling forward, being pushed forward by a tackler from the back, yeah, and Judon, Thomas comes in, leaves his feet, launches, hits him in the face mask with the crown of his helmet. I mean, it was textbook, you know, roughing the passer, unnecessary right. roughness call. It was easy to make, and they they did assess a 15 yard penalty for anybody who's listening and didn't didn't see that. They did it during the commercial break, uh, but. He, yeah, and real quick, Ben, did you notice it was Walt Anderson? He just kind of walked over and dropped the flag at the feet of Mason Rudolph, and I don't think he was going to until he saw he was out cold. I I, I honestly believe that because there was no flag until he got right I, over top. I think he watched the replay, which you're that not supposed be. to do. You're not right. supposed to do. I agree with you. Yeah. I agree with you. He made the call after the fact. I think he watched the replay and went, yeah, if I don't flag this, I'm never going to hear the end of it. And I don't know why we didn't (laughs) flag it real time, but I'm throwing the flag now. Nobody's going to question it. And that'll be that. Right. You know? Yeah. I I, I agree with you. I I think he he called the flag in retrospect, which is, I don't understand how or why Mm -hmm. they would do something like that, but, you know, Maybe the the angle the ref saw it from, you know, the back judge saw it from. He he couldn't see that hit. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know, but uh, they did call. They did they did uh, throw the flag. They did not eject him. I thought they should have. Uh, I, I thought it was really egregious. Yeah. But 
you know, we'll see what the NFL has to say about it. Um, Thomas still maintains that it was not a dirty hit that, uh, that Mason somehow went low and that's why he got hit in the head. I'm like, he, he, he was stood up. Now that's he, laughable. He was standing straight up, had just thrown the ball and was getting hit from, how did he go low? Yeah, no, it, that's just ridiculous. I mean, I, I, I tried to have the benefit of the doubt for Earl Thomas, but what, what eventually kind of has, has swayed me a little bit is the fact that he left his feet. And, and I mean, if you remember, they talked so often back in, and this goes back to the early days when all this stuff was first starting with the James Harrison hits and everything. If a guy launches himself, it's automatic. It's just, it just is, it's automatic, done, over, bye-bye. And they completely missed that part. And, and initially I did too on the replays. I was so focused on seeing where his helmet was, where his shoulders were. I didn't really even pay attention to his feet. And, um, and and he did. He he left his feet, just just like in hockey now. I mean, hockey, they watch for guys leaving the ice, getting their skates up off the ice um, to, to, to project themselves at other players. And uh, I, I'm with you. I, I can't believe there hasn't been a statement made, some sort of fine uh, levied yet. I mean, it's got to be tomorrow. I mean, you're not going to wait until Friday. Uh, at least I wouldn't uh, think sometimes so. Sometimes they come out on Friday. Maybe. You know, maybe. I uh, earlier this season, Bud Dupree wasn't expecting to be fined because he didn't get a letter on Wednesday oh, that's uh, true. for the hit on uh, Russell Wilson. And he got a letter on Friday. So I wouldn't discount the possibility that they're still deciding what to do on that one. Those are uh, those usually come in a FedEx. Uh, envelope, they do. Don't they they yeah. do. They, <laughs> they get a FedEx envelope sitting in their uh, their locker and they can appeal the fine but it regardless it comes out of their check that week yeah and you know if if they win their appeal they get the money back (laughs) it is a system i'm telling you man (laughs) it is a system um what uh what was your impressions of of devlin hodges i i mean you know we we liked him in the preseason i mean we weren't exactly gonna you know start selling jerseys but but we liked him. We thought we thought enough of him that yeah okay we can keep this kid as a as a practice squad guy. Ship Josh Dobbs off, which eventually they did. Um, I, I I mean I, I liked the look on his face. He came out. He's clapping. He's he's talking to the linemen. Um, and, and the word people keep using is moxie. I don't think I have any of that, but I'd like to get some. Um, I I I like the kid. I, I I can't really put my finger on it, but I like what he does. I mean, what what did you see from him? I, he like, he loves football. It's obvious. Okay. Yeah. That's first. And, and he's, he's gutsy. He's fearless. And you, you like that in a player. I mean, mm-hmm. even if he's going to make a mistake, he makes a decision and he rolls with it. And, and he's not, he's not careless. He's not reckless in his fearlessness, mm-hmm. but he's fearless. He's not afraid to try things. He's not standing back there for four seconds and then taking a sack. He's mobile. Um, yeah. And I think this this unit right now really needs some of that gutsiness. All of them do, you know, to to light a spark under that unit. I think they really do need that. However, I do not like his ball placement. I did not like it during the preseason. Uh, I didn't like it that much on his college tape, but I liked it a little bit better. Mm -hmm. Um, I think he needs to work on his footwork. He needs to concentrate on setting his feet before he throws the ball instead of just throwing the ball. Um. And 
I didn't see too many terrible decisions in terms of, of who we decided to throw the ball to. Yeah. But if you're going to throw the ball to your tight end low and away, you know, throw it outside. Don't right. throw it short. You know what I mean? Oh, Give him a chance to make a play for you. You know, McDonald left the game after that, after that hit and, and didn't come back. And apparently he's okay now. It's not, not a problem, but mm-hmm. you know, he took a shot because he had to turn around and run into a safety. It it just gives him a better chance to not take the big shot. And, um, you know, the ball placement on, on the fumble that Juju had wasn't terrible, but it was at his hip instead of out in front of him, you know, okay. um, yeah. earlier, earlier in the game, um, Juju on Humphrey. Humphrey was going for that same swat. Absolutely. Trying to get the ball. Juju stiff-armed him, threw him to the ground, and ran to the end zone. Yep. Okay? So, you know, great players make great plays sometimes. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Humphrey made a, a, a huge one at the end of the game, yeah. and earlier on, Juju made a huge one. I mean, he literally tossed that guy off of him and ran to the end zone. Yeah. People I mean, need to take that into account. Yeah. Oh, great. So, it was a great play. It was. It was outstanding. Uh, I do think the ball placement could have been a little bit better on on that last pass. I don't want to blame that on Hodges. Um, Juju turned around trying to do the same thing. He was looking for the stiff arm. Yep. Maybe he should have had both hands on the ball. I don't know. Um, He definitely should have at least held it up higher to his body rather than down, you know, down low. Low is the wrong word, but yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah. You know, he should have been carrying it like Jerome Bettis used to, <laughs> up next to his numbers. Yeah, right, try and knock right. it out. Good luck. <laughs> well, uh, you know, it's funny you say that because he might be working on that now. Uh, you know, he might, uh, he might. But you know what? He's fumbled twice in his career. Yeah. I mean, let's not make it a big, big thing. I, I'm not really gonna sweat this too much. Uh, they've, they've just not been like. At- horrible times that's they the have problem. they've been yeah. at horrible times exactly yeah. they've been at terrible times and that's why they're memorable um but that play man i mean 19 out of 20 times that doesn't work what what humphrey did what humphrey did yeah 19 out of 20 times that does not work and and that time it did and he was he was going for it the whole game long and finally knocked it out and it yeah, I mean, at the well, end of the day, I don't want to say it, it cost us the game. It cost the Steelers the game, but it it cost them a chance to come back and win it. Let's put it that way. For sure. For sure. And, and I mean, look, there were many, many other plays throughout the course of that game that, that cost the Steelers. The fact that yep. they had those those turnovers and, and <laughs> could not get a touchdown out of it, much in the same we saw, you know, the, the week prior uh, against uh, San Francisco. You know, who would have thought the Pittsburgh Steelers are leading? They're tied with the Patriots for takeaways, yet the offense just can't score. And and I mean that right there in a nutshell. And and as you and I and Ian have talked about, you know, millions and millions of times, every week in the NFL, games really do come down to a couple of plays. And there have been years when the Steelers have been twelve and four, eleven and five, and you can point to about five or six games where those games came down to a missed kick, to a penalty, to to an interception, just one play that could have totally turned the season, season around against the Steelers, and it didn't. This year, we're seeing that. We're seeing those couple of plays that go against the Steelers. Uh, you know, a, a guy makes a great kick, a guy forces a fumble, you know, something like that, and now we're on the downside of it. I, I mean, we're, we're that close 
I can't believe I'm saying it, but we really are that close to being a, a three and two, four and one team. Um, yeah, but that's the, okay. that's the NFL though. But that, that's but, the NFL. Yeah, that is the NFL. And and yeah. here's here's the other thing. I keep coming back to this because it was something Bill Cowher said a long time ago. I, yeah. I think he said it one of the years that they were struggling so badly. I think it was Oh three. And he's right. He said, you know, the difference between a 10 and six team and a six and 10 team is so slim. You would not believe it. And yeah. you just, you get a few wins in a row and you start catching momentum and it's contagious, or you get a few losses in a row and you lose momentum and that becomes contagious. And it's not, it's not like there's that much, separates those teams Mm -hmm. the bad teams that are six and ten with a few breaks a few breaks isn't even the right word a few breaks fewer mental mistakes right uh better execution you know all those things can can be that 10 and 16 as opposed to that six and ten team and that was the point he was trying to make and i agree with it and it just it underscores what you were just talking about a minute ago there are times when you look back at games and you go yeah but they won this clean game closely and and you know the the naysayers and the friggin' Tomlin haters will point to those games over and over again. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Every coach has them. Got news for you. All of them do. Yeah. At the end of the day, your record is what you are. And right now, the Steelers are on the bad side of that. Yep. You know, potentially six and 10 season. I mean, six and 10 right now <laughs> looks good. <laughs> they, <laughs> they'd go what? They'd go five and six the rest of the way. I guess yeah. that isn't that great. No, but, it's not, uh, but a lot of people would sign up for it right now. Yeah, I guess. I mean, well, I, I, well compared to what it could be, I, I guess. Um, I, I don't know. I, you know, it, it's like I said, you, you get into these situations where, you know, a play here, a play there. James Conner fumbles in the game against San Francisco. Who knows? Uh, Juju fumbles this past week. Who knows? Uh, I mean, you go back and, and you, you look at the Seattle team that we lost to. Um, that's a, that's a pretty darn good football team, and and we had our chances, despite the fact that we lost Ben Roethlisberger and we were going with Mason Rudolph in his first uh, action. So I, I mean, it's just it, it is what it is. But as you just pointed out, and and goes back to Cower, your record is what it says you are. And uh, every NFL coach in the league knows that. And and believe me, uh, Jay Gruden knows that today. 0-5 doesn't get it done. And and he's out of a job. And, uh, you know, so I'm, I'm sure there's going to be other coaches coming down the pike here quite soon. If they don't get it turned around, it's going to be the same thing for them. And, and sometimes it's just a matter of plays. Um, but anyway, thanks hey, for uh, joining us. Yeah, go ahead. Not to get too far off on a tangent here, but since we were talking about the AFC North earlier, uh, the Browns have yeah. got a brutal stretch coming up here. They do. Um, they do. They they play Seattle at home this yep. week. Then they're at New England. They've got to travel to Denver, which is always a tough place to play, even mm-hmm. when the Broncos suck, which they yeah. do this year. Definitely. Then they've got to host Buffalo, and then they host Pittsburgh after that on Thursday. So... I would expect them to, I'm going to say, lose three of the next five at least. And, you know, that's going to, if if the Steelers manage to win a few games in the next month, right? that's going to increase that talk that the Steelers could win the division. But I don't think that the, the uh, Ravens are going to have that tough a time here. Who have they got next? They've got the well, Bengals, who they're going to crush. They then they're at Seattle. Should. 
Oh, they, I would they do have a, them too. They do have a trip to Seattle. I, I believe they, Seattle. they, they, they got still New have England a, after that. And then New they England got and the, the Bengals again. Yep. Well, they've got the um, Bengals. I'm just talking about the next month. They've oh, got next Bengals. month. Yeah, yeah. They, they're at home versus the Bengals. They're at Seattle. They're versus New England at home. And they're at Cincinnati in the next month. Yeah, so two and two minimum there, right? Yeah, that's my yeah. guess is you two know. and two or potentially three and one. Yeah, if they can pull something off uh, either against New England or, or uh, Seattle. Seattle. Yeah, I'm going to guess they don't. Uh, you're listening to the Steel City Blitz Steelers podcast presented by 26shirts.com slash Pittsburgh. They just unveiled on Sunday night a brand new shirt, hockey themed once again. And uh, it is about as straightforward as it gets. Uh, uh, just uh, <laughs> penguins are good on ice is what it says. And uh, just a neat looking old shirt. And uh, again, eight bucks from every one of those that are sold goes to the American Cancer Society of Pennsylvania, and, and obviously with it being uh, Breast Cancer Awareness Month, that makes it even bigger. And um, again, check out our online store because we do have uh, a breast cancer awareness shirt right now, and we'll donate uh, five bucks, which which is half of what we get for every shirt sold. We'll donate it to uh, the Coleman Foundation there in Greater Pittsburgh. So check those out and uh, get yourself some great shirts. They're like I said, they're always comfy. I'm telling you, these are these are really really nice shirts. Um, one of the, the nice things, Ben, and I, I'll, I'll be more, a little more specific about it, uh, in regards to the defense, I, I really think it's been a huge, 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 huge difference since Minka Fitzpatrick has showed up. Um, what, what are you seeing, uh, defensively, um, in the last couple of weeks that, that's, that's giving you some, some, some hope, I guess. Well, in a word, the defensive backfield is competent. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's, that's a <laughs> shitty way to put it, but um, but it is. But it is, and it's. Be- I I believe it's because of the improved level of communication and the guy who's back Absolutely. there calling the shots, who's the the quarterback yep. of the defensive backfield. And you know who's to say that Artie Burns wouldn't still be starting if he could have worked with somebody like Minka Fitzpatrick all this time. Mm. I, I can't say that he wouldn't be. And right. um, honestly, uh, you know, Artie's not very good in zone, but he's not like, he's not awful in, mm-hmm. in bump or in man. Um, and he's pretty good in run support. So I, I kind of wonder uh, anyway, right now it's Steven Nelson. So it is what it is. Although Nelson's got the hamstring. So you could see Artie Burns this week. It's, it's a possibility. So you got a hammy or a groin? I thought it was his hammy. Is it his groin? Okay. I thought it was groin, but either way, he's got an injury. Let's just put it that way. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. Um, oh, groin actually would be better than hamstring. I mean. For, for his, yeah, I think so too. For his outlook? Yeah, for yeah. sure. Um, you know, and, and, and not just to put all the credit on Fitzpatrick, though, either, because Steven Nelson has played very well, too. Um. I, there were a lot of naysayers when when the Steelers signed him, and and I think a lot of times people just look at what a guy does, uh, you know, for the team that he's on, and they just automatically assume that he sucks. Well, sometimes you're just not in the system that works for you, and I think he's I think he's played pretty well. I mean, I've seen him get beat. Don't get me wrong, um, but if you play cornerback long enough in the NFL, you're going to get beat. So that happens, and uh, well, you know, he's he's played he's well. still targeted quite a bit. He and is. People yeah. need. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He is. And people yeah. need to bear in mind that 
the reason he's targeted is Joe Hayden's pretty darn good. Yep. And yep. yeah, Steven Nelson's it's his groin. You're right. Um, okay. So yeah, he's, he's going to be the next logical target um, between he and, and the slot. And anytime yeah. that, that uh, we try to cover a wide receiver, the, the linebacker, that's definitely going to get thrown to. <laughs> oh, didn't see that much of that in, no. in the last couple of weeks either. Thank goodness. But, you know, uh, the guy no. who, who was really good at it the last time we played him, uh, Rivers, is, is yep. going up against the Steelers this week. And he was very good at moving his receivers around and, and getting those matchups. So. Let's hope that doesn't happen again this yeah, time. Yeah, I mean, Keenan Allen just absolutely ate a buffet dinner from the slot uh, in last he year's did. matchup. And, yeah, that, if that happens again, forget it. Uh, the Steelers won't have a chance. But I, I just like what's what, what the defense looks like. I think the communication's better. I just see an overall confidence uh, in that unit, especially the, the back half um, that I haven't seen in the last season or two. Uh, maybe more. And, and I, you know, that, that's a credit to Fitzpatrick. I mean, he's obviously come in here. He's a confident guy. He's obviously got a really good football head on his shoulders to, to just roll on in and, and pick up a lot of these things that some of these guys have struggled with for two, three years. So um, I, I'm excited about it. I continue to say that, that, you know, it sucks not having that first round draft pick come 2020, but man, this was a great trade. You got a guy locked up for three years and, um, I, I just think it's it's working out. Very, You've very got well. them locked up for three years, and I can't think of, I mean, so far, any reason yeah. that they wouldn't exercise the fifth-year option on him. Right. And he was the 11th overall pick in that draft. The Steelers pegged him as a top-five player. Um, yeah. I mean, basically, yep. yeah, they've already burned their, their next year's first-round draft pick, but this guy is as advertised. He yes. he's worth it. And the other thing is that people really need to take into consideration is they got two draft picks back in the trade. Yeah. So yeah, they gave up a one plus two more draft picks conditionally. Mm-hmm. But they also got two more draft picks back. So it's not uh, you know, they didn't lose three draft picks to get this guy. No, that's that, that's a good point. That's a good point. And and you know, pe- people <sighs> A lot of fans oftentimes look at fifth and sixth and seventh round draft picks and, oh, geez, what are you going to do with that? You know, well, don't worry so much about who you would draft there. Instead, think about what you can do with that pick to move up in other rounds, because sometimes that's the ammunition you need to do that. Um, and, And even with that said, you look at the guys that have been selected in the fifth round, sixth round in recent drafts. Right. Um, there, there's still plenty of talent there, you know, and and so I mean, these picks Jaylen are Jalen Samuels, who everyone seems to be, you know, he seems <laughs> to be the darling of the team right now. Yeah. Fifth rounder. You know. Yeah. That's. It, yeah. Speaking of Samuels, uh, what what horrible news that that he's out for a month. Um, had the knee scoped on uh, on Monday, and and uh, I think it was Mark Cavalli that that said he was on crutches. He saw him in the facility just a few minutes before Tomlin. Uh, started his press conference on uh, on Tuesday, and you know, I, I mean, I, it, it's next man up. You know, Benny Snell um, has had a, a real nice um, season so far as a special teamer. I've seen him make some plays, uh, make some tackles. Well, now you've got to start carrying the ball a little bit more, young man. So you know, let's let's see what you got. And uh, uh, the 
that's also going to change, you know, a little bit about what Randy Feetner was going to do too, because he obviously liked his wildcat a little bit and with Samuel's gone. That's out the window too, I think. You know um, what? Yeah. I given that the Chargers have got so many starters right now that are that are beat up. They they do. They're missing several guys. Yeah. This might not have been a terrible week to run some wildcat, but I don't see it happening. I don't mm-hmm. know about you. Not now. Um, yeah. They they may try and run some misdirection, and they probably should. You know, you mm-hmm. want to try and keep these guys in their heels, but I uh, I don't I don't know. Yeah, man. I mean, if you look at the Chargers, I mean, obviously we we know they're missing Derwin James. He's right. he's already missed th- this portion of the year, but but don't they? I think they have another safety that's down. Uh, I think they have a couple other guys that are banged up defensively. So, you know, I I, I mean, I, I think part of it too. And and we won't know this until probably Friday or Saturday about the quarterback situation. Um, but certainly I think Randy Feigner has to be thinking about two different things here. What what kind of offense am I going to run if I have Duck uh, Hodges in there? Or or what am I going to do if I have Mason able to play? And we won't know that. You know, they haven't made any decisions about Paxton Lynch coming off of the practice squad yet. And they're going to hold that card as long as possible. Um, because then you, you, you have to do some roster tinkering if you do that. So, um, I, yeah, I, I, I agree with you, Ben. I think this would be a decent week to do something like that. But uh, at the same time, I'm, I'm not sure who's your, who's your wildcat now uh, in that situation. I, yeah, I, I don't know either. Um, I, I don't think you necessarily have the horses to run it. Um, right. But, you know, we'll see. We'll see what comes. Honestly. <laughs> I don't know that I'm going to miss it. I I didn't like it last week. Um, no. I was nervous when they ran it, even versus the Bengals. But it, then it worked a few times, and I was like, "Oh, yeah. okay. Well, it's this is kind of fun. You know, it's fine. It just seems like you know they're stealing five or eight yards at a pop, and that's yeah. fine. Yeah, you know. But against the Ravens, it didn't work at all. Not even a little. And no. you know, I tend to think, well, you're right. Adrian Phillips is out too. Um, they're probably they're I mean, probably I, not as in as in as poor yeah. um condition defensively as the Bengals are, but they're not oh, strong right that. now. Right. They're not strong right now, so it might not be a bad time to run it. I don't know. No. I'm not going to miss it. Sorry. No, I, I'm not going to either. And, and believe me, I'm not going to be sitting here pounding the table for it if I don't see it on Sunday night. Um, you know, but you, you look at that Denver team that just went into Los Angeles and, and beat the Chargers. That's not a real good Denver team. You know, I, I mean, OK, they, they got some talent here and there, but um, I mean, yeah, but they, they know they, each other, you know, well, they do. There's the divisional familiarity, right. but, you know. Wow, I didn't know Adderley's hurt too. He's got a hamstring. Yeah, he, that's he didn't what I was practice today. Yeah, wow, they 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 are banged up, and I I think if if <laughs> if there's a time to play the Chargers, it's now. Um, yeah, no, they, I they, I agree. You know, and um, you know, now I say this, and of course I'll probably live to regret this, but I haven't been overly impressed with Phillip Rivers the last two or three games I've watched him either. He's missing open receivers. If he gets any sort of pressure whatsoever, the ball is not coming out well. I think he's relying a ton on Eckler, you know, which I understand. Eckler's a good back, but, uh, you know, I, I think this is a good time to get the Chargers 
Um, because for them, you know, they see Kansas City losing last week. They all of a sudden get a little uh, curious about getting themselves back into that race. Raiders are three and two, so they really can't afford to, to lose any more games. And obviously we know we can't. Um, so it, it's one of those, you know, well, as and, they and, say, you know, must win. Yeah. Uh, you know, Mike Tomlin's one and six on the West coast and, yeah. and the Steelers have historically always struggled on the West coast and yeah. uh, in particular, Mike Tomlin, I'm not going to, I'm not right. going to discount the struggles that Tomlin's had there, but the last time that he won there mm-hmm. was versus this team in prime time. Yeah. So, you know, maybe that's encouraging. Let's put it, it that way. It is. It is. That was it, a walk-off. It, it would Le'Veon be great Bell. to to win this game, even if it's by one point. I don't oh. care. And <laughs> and go into the bye, you know, with a good feeling, rather than going into the bye with, oh, man, we're one and five. This is going to suck. Well, and, and I will say this, too. I, I really thought that that Indianapolis game coming, coming out of the bye um, – looked a lot more enticing than it does now because that team just went to Kansas city and beat the chiefs. So all of a sudden they look a little more formidable than I, I initially thought. doesn't mean I don't think we can beat them or we're at home. We can, um, but it just looks like a tougher game overall coming out of the bye than I, I initially had. And then they've got Miami right after. So, you know, if, if you're putting on your, your black and gold glasses for a second, yeah, you steal one in Los Angeles, you come back, you get your bye, you get a little healthy, and, and maybe you get, you know, a couple more wins there, and, and then who knows? You know, if Baltimore struggles in their games, and we expect Cleveland to struggle with their games, and yeah, I mean, who, who the heck knows? But that's the crazy state of the NFL. You just don't know week to week anymore. I, um, I think you know. in order for the Steelers to climb back in, they'd have to win like four in a row. And it's gonna take some kind of streak. I don't see it. You know, no, because uh, there's always that there's always that hiccup in the road that that gets in the way of that third or fourth win in a row. You know, whether whether it's um, uh, having to go to Cleveland or or having to play uh, at, you know, God forbid, Arizona, where we've we've had a little bit of success at Arizona. Yeah, but, no, they actually, they, they've, they've yeah. done pretty well at Arizona. Um, yeah. The next month, they have the Chargers away yep. then the bye and yep. they're Miami at home on Monday. Then the Colts, who are playing really well. Yeah, and then the Rams at home, who are also playing pretty well, and then Cleveland away, and they really screwed us on that Cleveland game. Cleveland not only plays at home the Sunday before they host the Steelers, they also play in the one o'clock time slot. The Steelers have to play at four twenty-five, and then they've mm-hmm. got to travel mm-hmm. three days later on Wednesday to Cleveland for a Thursday night game. The NFL really tried to stack the deck to make Cleveland get a win. Versus the Steelers for once, absolutely, and and you won't hear any uh, anything Bad different holes. from me. You you won't hear any excuses from Mike Tomlin. That's I, I appreciate that about Tomlin. He doesn't make excuses, but but that's really giving a team what would you say almost almost thirty six extra hours um, of, I, of time. I, I'm not going to go that far, you but know? you know I I'd say twelve. You know it, it gives them a twelve hour advantage. They've they've already yeah. got a few hours on recuperation because their game will be over when the Steelers kick off. Right. Um, then they, they don't have to travel at all. The Steelers do. What, yeah. Yeah. That's, that's huge. And yep. you know, the Steelers take buses there because the, uh, when you combine 
the flight time and then getting off of the flight and getting mm-hmm. onto a bus and getting to the hotel, it actually takes longer than just driving from Pittsburgh to Cleveland. So it they does. drive. It's incredible. <laughs> um, it really is. And it's fine. I mean, it makes sense. If that's if that's the way yeah. it works out for you, that's what you should do. And then they, they can they can load up on buses right out of the stadium and come straight back rather than going back to the hotel and grabbing their gear and everything else and then going to the airport. So, uh, you know, it, it's just – it's a rough week. Um, yeah. Those guys will be – they'll be ready for a break. And they get kind of a little mini-buy, if you will, after yeah. the Thursday night game. They're off until Monday after that game. So they get Friday, Saturday, Sunday off of work. Just, you know, nice little break. Well, you know, and, and last week too, I think people forget that that was the seventh time that the Steelers have played the Ravens. Now, granted, every one of those times was at home, but it was the seventh time they've played the Ravens following a Monday night game. Um, and I, I've been trying to dig up the, the Ravens stat on that to see how many times – They've they've had to play us after a Monday night game, but I'm going to tell you right now. I'll bet you it's not seven. In fact, I'll bet you it's not even half of that. But it just I don't know. It just seems like we always get hosed on on those divisional divisional games. Well, uh, another thing that jumps out to me is this: twice. this is going to be the first time in I don't know how many years that the Ravens and the Steelers haven't played in prime time. It, that's true. It will and be. It, yeah. it doesn't look like they're going to be. No, they won't flex it. I don't see them flexing that Week 17 game. No, no, not. I mean, something drastic. Would you? You'd have to have both teams just get on great streaks, playing really, really well. And I, you and I, don't see that <laughs> happening. So, no. um, you know, but but Stranger Things. Um, so what what do you uh, what do you expect this week? Do you do you think Rudolph uh, uh, clears protocol? Do you, do you think nope. he gets the call or? Yeah, I, I agree. I think it's going to be Hodges. Um, so if it is, what do you expect to see from from him and Randy Fickner this week? Um, a lot of rollouts. Um, yeah. You know, giving him an opportunity to to be able to see half the field very clearly. Um, although, you know, he, he did throw the ball across his body last weekend. Yep. Uh, so I won't pick. Yeah, it won't shock me if he does it again. Uh, hopefully, he'll set his feet this time. And I didn't. I didn't see that the last time. I didn't see him set his feet. He he mm-hmm. suddenly stopped, turned, and threw rather than stopping, turning, turn your body, set your feet completely. Now throw. Maybe he didn't have time. I don't know. I haven't. Yeah. I haven't really yeah. studied that that throw that in depth. But uh, you know. I, I, I see some rollouts. I don't see um, a lot of chances being taken by I, he will though. That's just him. That's just his nature. That, that's who he is, based on what yeah. we've seen. And if you, you watch know, his college think, tape, yeah, yeah, yep. I think that that Fickner's going to try and limit that. Um, but I, I just think that's who he is. He's just going to try and extend plays, and a lot of stuff is probably going to happen off script that you don't expect, and you know. Tomlin likes it. He likes it when Ben does it. Uh, I don't see him discouraging it in game. So I don't really know exactly what to expect. Hopefully some misdirection. Um, Spread the defense out a little bit. Ingram's looks like he's not going to play. Bosa is still there and he's formidable. So I have to come up with something to to try and keep him on his toes, keep him honest rather than just rushing straight at, at, at Hodges. 
Yeah, no, I, I'm totally with you. I think you're going to see bootleg. You're going to see rollout. I, I think giving him the opportunity just to, to only read half the field, and, and I like the fact that he's willing to tuck it and run, pick up the yards. Um, I think they'll take that. You know, so I, I, I'm with you on that. And, you know, um, there, there was one other thing I wanted to ask you. You, you made a comment um, just in our general discussions each day. You, you made a comment about James Conner um, that you you thought this year that he – you thought he was almost declining uh, a little bit. What, what did, oh, you're what putting me you on mean? the spot here. I sure as hell am. Uh, uh, what did you mean by that? Okay, well, look. Running backs have a very short lifespan in the NFL mm-hmm. because they take so much punishment. Frank okay? Gore is the exception, people. Frank Gore is absolutely the exception. He's amazing. I mean, I think he that is. guy's borderline Hall of Famer. I do too. I truly do. Um, but that's another conversation. Yeah. Uh, I'll give you an example of a running back who's in decline. Le'Veon Bell. Okay. <laughs> no, he's sorry. Really in it. <laughs> no, he, he is. He is. And I'm not the only person that feels this way. Uh, yeah. You know, Matt Williamson was saying it the last year that Bell was in Pittsburgh. He All he said was, look, I'm not saying he sucks. I'm saying he's hit his peak and now he's yeah. coming down the backside. Yeah. And committing big money to a guy who's in decline is not smart. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. now you look at the, the year Bell's having in, in New York He's not very impressive. He's got the big money. He's got the big contract. Still would have made more in Pittsburgh, in my opinion. Yep. And and that's based upon just looking at the ways the Steelers pay out their big contracts. He would have made the big money for at least three years, so he would have made upwards of $43 million in three years. He's not going to see even that much from the Jets. No. So getting back to the point at hand, <laughs> that short lifespan, um, look, James Con- Connor's health struggles have been very public between, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know, having cancer, surviving that, um, his knee issues, uh, you know, the, the guy is just, he's beat up and he's, he's gotten beat up over the course of his career. And I don't see the same burst from him that I saw last year. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's the thing to me that, that is the most telling. And I think he may be in decline or beginning to decline. And I think that the context of that conversation when we were on Slack was yeah. we were talking about who we would extend next year and who we wouldn't. And I, I would let him play out his contract and see how things go. I wouldn't Great. extend him next year. I would not give him a big raise next year. I would just say, hey, you know, there's just not enough money left, James. Mm-hmm. We're going to let you play this out. We, we'd like to keep you, you know, play hard. Let's see what happens. And and yeah. then just see what happens with him. That and and the other side of this is, and God, people in Pittsburgh are gonna kill me for this. But <laughs> running back is just becoming a fungible position. It's it is it's just so easy to replace. It's so easy to replace a running back that paying a running back make money now. It just doesn't make any sense from a from an economical standpoint. It just doesn't no. make any sense. So you you don't necessarily want to tie up a guy for eight or nine million dollars a year when you can pay a young guy 25 percent of that and get the same production or better especially if that guy is going into decline and i my instinct is that james connor is and that's 
It's just my instinct well, right now. Well, you know, look, I know I put you on the spot, um, but I, I, I agree with you. I, I, I still see some burst, but I don't see it nearly as often, not even close. And that is what first started concerning me. I, I just don't see a guy who hits the hole and turns the jets on uh, the, the way he was able to last season. Uh, I see it occasionally, but I, I just don't see it enough. And so I, I tend to kind of side with you on that. And and then when you look, as you were talking about with running backs around the league, I mean, look at the 49ers. You know, I watched them a little bit against the Browns the other night. I mean, they've got guys at running back that weren't drafted, guys that nobody's really ever heard of unless you're rooted for their college. They're doing an excellent job. They're, they catch the ball. They block. They run the ball. And, you know, and there are several other examples. I mean, you look at Denver, the Lindsey kid out there. He wasn't drafted, and he's, you know, a 1,000-yard rusher last year and, and, and you know, another 100-yard game this past weekend. You know, there's just too many backs. And, and you know, what's Bell averaging right now? He's averaging about 2.6 per carry, I think. 2.8. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, it's just – these guys hit walls fast. Um, so, and, 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 and yeah, Bell's Bell's line isn't very good either, though. Well, I mean, that it, is also true. Yeah, you got to take that into consideration. But I mean, you know, James Conner's not doing much better. And no, up until this season, you know, the Steelers' offensive line was vaunted. This great offensive line, and yeah, I, you know, I'm not seeing that either. Um, but. It's not like they suddenly forgot how to block, or that James suddenly forgot how to run. They just mm-hmm, aren't. Mm-hmm. They aren't doing it. And, and, and to be fair, they've they've played pretty good defensive fronts too. They you have, know, the, they the, have. The, the Patriots, I mean, the Seahawks, the Niners. I mean, those are those are pretty good fronts. You look at the teams the Steelers have lost to, and their combined record is sixteen and three. Okay, they're yeah. they've lost to some good teams. Yep. All right, but that isn't to say that the Steelers are a good team or that they're a mm-hmm. good offense. They're they're not, um, just not. And yeah, I hate to lay all of this on Mason, but yeah, if Ben were still playing right now, mm-hmm. I mean, I think they might be four and one. I really do. Uh, and and he still would have had some games that we would be pointing at and going, you know, Ben, if you worked harder over the summer, <laughs> you wouldn't have these these slow starts. Yeah, it's really frustrating. And would you knock it off? Would you start practicing on Wednesdays and da 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 da? But you know, when you get a change like that and you got to bring in a guy who admittedly is less talented than the starter mm-hmm. and also is a very young player, you're going to see you're going to see some some downside there. And, and yeah. there's going to be a gap. And, and that's what we're seeing right now. And when you also throw into the fact that you, you lost the best wide receiver in the league, yeah, that hurts things, too. So that's well, that's kind of where we're at. Yeah, and that's been it's a not, trickle. Yeah, it's not just. It's not just the offensive coordinator. That's all I'm saying. Do not do not give these players a pass. The offensive no. line is not playing as well. Okay, mm-hmm. in particular mm-hmm. on the left side, Al and and Foster are not yeah. playing as well this year. Although David DeCastro hasn't exactly lit the field on fire either. Um. But the O line's not playing as well this year, and the quarterback play has been erratic. Yeah, and that's what you're going to get with a backup or yeah. backups. You know, um, we're going to wind things down here on the show. Uh, uh, you know, obviously a tall task for the Steelers, depending 
uh, on your viewpoint, but you know, there, there, there's a very uh, decent chance they're going up against the dinged up defense out there in, in Los Angeles. So um, hopefully the Steelers will put on a good performance in that little soccer stadium they're going to be playing in. And uh, you know, it would be great if they could get to two and four in the bye and, and uh, perhaps get a little momentum coming out of that. But uh, anyway, thank you for listening. Thank you as always to 26 shirts.com slash Pittsburgh for sponsoring us. Make sure you check out the site, steelcityblitz.com and on Twitter at SC blitz. And of course at Facebook and Instagram, and everywhere else you can find Great Steelers Talk, of course. And uh, so for Ben, this is Steel Dad, and I'm signing off. And, hey, go Steelers. Ravens still suck.